This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. When I researched for this video, I started with a certain opinion, and by the end of the research, I finished with a different opinion. This video is about Bikram Chowdhury, who has been under quite a bit of fire over the past five years or so. Now, despite what I say during this video, I do not like Bikram or Bikram Yoga. I have been teaching yoga for six years, and I think Bikram is a liar. He is a disgrace to yoga, and I think his practice is unnecessarily dangerous, much like I think CrossFit is dangerous. So it's really easy to not like this guy, and it's easy to cause him undue harm. Kind of like in Captain Marvel, where this guy is kind of an asshole to Captain Marvel, and she proceeds to uh, physically attack him and then steal his motorcycle. Did this guy deserve to have his property stolen because he was kind of a dick? No. Is it okay to cause Bikram undue harm because he's kind of a dick? No. And if we don't defend the worst of us, then they will come for the best of us. If a bunch of people get away with falsely accusing Bikram of rape because they want his money, then they will do so with other people who are a little bit more innocent. But before I get more into this, for those of you who are not privy to yoga, Bikram is a very, very popular figure in yoga. He's one of the people, one of a, a couple people who popularized yoga in America with a brand that people now call hot yoga. Basically, it's a series of 26 poses that you repeat twice throughout the sequence. It takes about 90 minutes. And you do it in 105 degree weather to mimic the temperatures of India. It's hard to tell Bikram's actual story because he lies a lot. But basically, he opened up a yoga studio in Beverly Hills in the 1970s. He taught a, several famous people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jackson. And a couple of decades later, he took his little Beverly Hills studio and grew it into a massive yoga empire of about maybe 650 yoga studios. So this guy's a huge success. And with that comes a lot of women. Women like three major things, physical attractiveness, wealth, and fame. And in his prime, Bikram had all three of those. So you can imagine it'd be very easy for someone like that to get access to a lot of attractive women. Just take a look at his classes. And it was all fine and dandy until he started getting accused of sexual assault. Now, as a little side note, it's almost like he was asking for it because he started having relationships with his students and his employees. A very, very dumb thing if you don't want to get accused of sexual assault. Do I believe Bikram did the horrendous things he's been accused of? No. And I'll tell you why. This all starts out with an African-American lady named Pandora Williams. Perfect stripper name, by the way. She sued Bikram for discrimination because he went on a rant about how he does not like gay people, and he said some racist things about her because she's black. I don't know if this chick has ever read the Constitution, but you can't sue somebody in America for being racist or saying things that are racist. And I guess that's a really good thing, because if you could sue people for being racist, then the left would be sued constantly that y'all are born into a life to not be human, and that's what y'all are taught to do, to be demons. So in this particular way, white people are all racist. So I just want y'all to know that up front. 
Now, a part of that lawsuit was that Bikram kicked her out of the training because she spoke out against him, and he did not refund her $10,000 fee. And Bikram kind of has a habit for non-payment, which makes him kind of a jackass, which makes him an easy target for things like this. Now, that didn't go to trial, but he did end up settling out of court. The important part of this is that this specific case caught the attention of his lawyer at the time, Mickey Jaffa Bowden. Mickey had been hired on to deal with Bikram's international legal affairs, but one day, the lawsuit of Pandora Williams landed on her desk, and she started to dig deeper down the rabbit hole. She found out about Bikram's sexual assault allegations, they had some disagreements, and he fired her. She then sued him for sexual assault and wrongful termination. Now, this is a little reminiscent of the Michael Jackson case, a guy who also was not guilty, in that Beaker was providing a lot of stuff for this said lawyer. Like, he was providing her apartment, her car, her cell phone, her visa status, which basically means she's being cut off financially. So, like in the Michael Jackson case, the only reasonable response to that is to sue the shit out of the person who cut you off. Keep in mind that Miss Jaffa Bowden is a single mother. A single mother lawyer who had no assets. So there might be a lot of motivation to make things up, which is where the sexual assault allegation comes in. Because California is an at-will employment state, you can't just sue somebody for firing you. Certain criteria have to be met to get convicted of wrongful termination. One of those criteria being assault. So how did she abide by this? Well... In one of the meetings, and I find this a little hard to believe because Miss Jaffa Bowden is kind of a land will, but she said that he had gotten into bed, climbed into it, put the covers over himself, and patted the bed uh, next to where he was to motion her to come into bed with him. And she said that was a sexual assault. He got under the covers and crawled into bed and motioned for me to come over and to sit with him. A sexual assault that won her $6 million. Beacon refused to pay these fees and ended up moving out of America, so they gave her his entire American empire. Because he patted on a bed while under some covers. In the words of a leftist, you might say that this court case inspired women to come forward with their stories. Or in the minds of people who have brains, it might be a way to spawn some opportunists. And our first opportunist is named Maggie Jentner. She claims that Bikram raped her twice. I can see if he got away with it once, but if he got away with it twice, that makes me a little suspicious. Another thing that makes it very suspicious is that she claims that she was so hurt and so stunned that she didn't think about going to the police and she didn't think about gathering any physical evidence. She had two chances to do that, but chose to not file a police report or do anything that would lead to any sort of evidence against Bikram. And since in the public eye, he said, she said, now counts as evidence, I'm more liable to believe what Joe Rogan has to say versus what this accuser has to say. Now this, I'm getting, this is very dangerous waters. But I was having a conversation with a woman who is a, she's an, actually an instructor. And she said, listen, that guy is definitely creepy. But let me tell you something. A lot of those girls not only knew what he was about, but they wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be with him because of his power and because he represented something special to them. Mm -hmm. And then when he just like shot a load in their mouth and then kicked them to the curb, then they became angry and decided they were molested. 
They went into it willingly. And before I say any more, let's hear from our second accuser, Sarah Bond. After everybody had left, I was sitting on the couch with him, and we were watching an Indian movie. And I thought, this is really nice. And then Bikram put his hand on my leg, and I moved his hand off my leg. And I just kind of looked at him like, really? This again? And very soon he was on top of me. He had one hand going up my leg, and the other hand was wrapping around me and touching the side of my breast. And he just kind of started breathing on me and telling me that he needed to have sex with me. I told him no, that I will never do that. I pushed him off of me. I stood up. And Bikram told me that there was no way that I would win the upcoming national or international competition without doing that with him. And I said, yes, I will. He said, you won't. And I left. Either this is the most naive woman on the planet, or she's a liar. You've come to this guy's house, you are alone, and you are watching TV at night. You'd have to be a complete idiot to not know that he was trying to proposition you for sex, or you're a flat-out liar. Now, the way she reports this story is that he came on to her a little bit, she, he put his hand on her, she took it off, and he made some other advances, and then she flat-out refused. And after she flat-out refused, he let her leave. If he was the kind of violent rapist that everybody's suggesting that he is, he wouldn't have done that. So in the worst-case scenario, if she's being completely honest about this, and this was non-consensual, all that really happened is that he put his hand on her leg, and he tried to have sex with her, but then when she refused, he stopped. If you were to apply this standard universally, then every straight male who ever tried to have sex with a female and got refused would be guilty of sexual assault. And not to mention, this happened back in 2005, and she didn't take any sort of legal action until eight years later in 2013. If you were scared and this was such a big deal, and you didn't want it to happen to anybody else, then why did you wait almost a decade to do anything about it? Our next accuser, Jill Lawler, pretty much has the same story as Sarah Bond does. She went to Vegas, they go up to his private room, and she is surprised that he wants to have sex with her. Yeah, right. Our last accuser, who has not given her name and is referred to as Jane Doe number 3, says she was raped by Bikram three separate times. After the first rape, she continued to work as an employee and took pictures with her rapist. This woman asked us not to use her real name. In her lawsuit against Bikram, she's identified as Jane Doe number 3. She has never told her story in public before. She says Bikram raped her three times. She says he raped her, then acted as though nothing had happened. She says she continued, determined not to lose her chance to fulfill her dream and become a yoga instructor, but says she made sure they were never alone again at teacher training. After she completed the course, she moved to L.A. to work at Bikram's headquarters. He made it very professional. I'll be on the payroll, not volunteer. I believed him. Then she says he raped her a second time at this apartment, upstairs on the bare mattress on the floor. He took his pants off. He pulled me, and then I said, please don't. You said it wouldn't happen again. And then he pushed me down with force. And I said, no. And he hit me. He hit you? 
And then he forced himself on me, and, um, and so I just knew I'm doomed. When somebody says, why didn't you go to the cops? Why did you come to L.A.? Why did you allow yourself to be alone with this man again? What do you say? Well, I try not to be alone with him, but why not? Who would believe me? No one would. Yes, who would believe you? Because nobody ever believes a woman when she says she's raped. Nobody. You never, ever get shitloads of white knights running to her rescue the second the first word leaves her mouth. Is it that nobody ever believes when women say that they're raped? Or is it that you're a liar and you're using the same excuse that every woman who lies about rape uses when she has no evidence? Because it looks to me that when Bikram was providing for you financially, that you had no problem having sex with them because you had sex with them once, which you called rape, and none of this was reported to the police. Also suspicious, much like in the Michael Jackson case, none of these accusers have charged him criminally. Every single one of these cases has been a civil court case. Why didn't they take this to criminal courts? Well, let's hear it from prominent woke leftists of the Young Turks, Cenk Uger. Uh, now, in the criminal cases, Los Angeles County prosecutors said there was no corroborating evidence and did not prosecute. Mm -hmm. uh, criminal and civil cases have different Burden standards, standards, right? Yeah. So in a, in a criminal case, uh, it has to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So one way of looking at that is the jury has to be 99% sure. In this case, there was no jury because the prosecutors thought there's apparently, for whatever reason, they thought there's no way we're going to get them to believe there's 99% chance that it happened. But oftentimes that's because they don't think they could win the case, not because it didn't necessarily happen. Right. right? So now in a civil case, you just have to have a preponderance of the evidence, which means I have 51% chance that it likely happened. And there you go. They took it to civil court instead of criminal court because they had no corroborating evidence. And in civil court, the burden of proof is much lower than it is in criminal court. And out of all of the accusers that I looked at for Bikram, none of them had ever reported anything to the police at the time the event happened. Even this, this little honorable mention, Larissa Anderson, she's a former drug addict. And if you've ever known a drug addict, you'll know that they are very good at lying. Even when she presents her case, she says she was raped by Bikram, but when she describes the event, she's not describing a rape. She says that Bikram took her by the hand and put her on the sofa, which means she willingly walked towards the sofa as opposed to him having to force her onto the sofa to violently rape her, like she's suggesting that he did. So did Bikram violently rape Larissa Anderson, who didn't report the event to the police until years later, or did she have sex with them? regret it, and then in hindsight, call it a rape instead of consensual sex. And that's what this all really amounts to. Now, Bikram may be a sleazy person who I do not like, but the fact of the matter is, is that what the people reported on either was not a crime or they had no evidence. And I will leave it at that for this video. If you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you'd like to support the channel, then you can do so by donating either through PayPal or Subscribestar. Both those links are in the description. Last thing, if you haven't checked out my BitChute channel, then you can click the link in the description and subscribe to me there. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next video. Thanks for watching.